We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is June 13th, it's 2019, and we have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined for the second straight day by my bearded brother from another mother, Genifro7. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Anytime I get to spend two days on a podcast with you, and I think we had one on Tuesday, too, so this is three straight days with Stevie. I'm doing pretty darn great. Yeah, we did a live show um, Tuesday, which I crushed those drafts, by the way. I don't know if you uh, I did win but... one with my Milwaukee stack you all thought was insane. Yeah, I didn't think and it was And then I got last in the other three. <laughs> did you Did you see, though, I uh, just, you know, I know he listens to the podcast every once in a while, but did you see Devin finish last in the one that we were making fun of him for paying the rake? Yeah, yeah, I got I got second to last. <laughs> yeah. I almost outscored. I did outscore for second and third combined. So, oh, the great anyway. thing was my Milwaukee stack. I didn't, I didn't swap Braun, and I still won by about ten points. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out at fantasydraft.com. You're probably listening to the podcast before or after or after um the pga contests are live uh good luck to everyone playing in those um if you are listening to the podcast before they do have a twenty thousand dollar tournament over there on fantasy draft um you know if you haven't checked it out make sure you check it out drop the lowest score for pga mlb they got a five thousand dollar home run today uh for the main slate so if you haven't checked them out now's a good time to check them out grant let's get started here we got nine games to get through Arizona at Washington, Zach Granke and Eric Fed. Um, Granke's a, a 116 favorite here. Not a huge favorite. Um, any interest here in Granke? I mean, a little bit. Washington's a decent lineup, but is a good pitcher. Problem is, this slate, I don't think he really makes the cut for me just because of the other guys that are up at the top. And there are a lot of, one of them's completely mispriced. The other two are very good. I don't think Grinky makes it into my lineup. I'm going to go slightly cheaper than him or a bit more expensive. I, he's he's still in play. He's still a good pitcher, and there's still some upside in this matchup, but I don't think he's going to be 
the top four guys on the slate for me. So I, I'm, I'm probably not going to end up with any exposure to him. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting spot. This team, um, pretty right-handed heavy for the most part, um, outside of Soto and Eaton. Uh, they do have a couple lefties in there, but Granky's actually been struggling a little bit with righties this season, um, you know, as far as years past go. And it's been a lot of the slider. He's not getting the high whiff rate, and a lot more people are hitting his slider, and that's kind of his go-to strikeout pitch. Uh, his fastball just doesn't have the velocity that it used to. So um, a lot of the issues this year for Granke, um has come just because of sliders. So um, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I do like some other pitchers more than I like Granky on the slate. Um, he's just not a guy that I, I play a ton of, and this team doesn't strike out a ton. So I'm probably going to pass on Granky today. Eric Fed on the other side of this game. Any interest in him? Gosh, I don't want to play him, but I... Uh, he's a guy that just doesn't look great. He doesn't have great numbers, but honestly, this matchup could be a decent match for me. He's super cheap, and there's not really a whole lot of cheap guys I want to go with. It's going to be him or Homer Bailey down there at the bottom. I don't feel great about either of them. But Fed, he's he's got a decent splitter, a decent sinker, and he's got some reverse splits here. Um, just goes real heavy on the sinker splitter against lefties. He's got an all right. Uh, curveball. He's got a 24% K rate versus lefties. And looking at this Arizona lineup, there's Dyson, Marte, Peralta, Escobar, and Avilia. They're probably going to be in the lineup there. And then Walker's a high K rate guy. As of right now, he's probably going to make it into about 10% of my lineups. I don't know. It could be more. It could be less. But he's a guy that's on my radar for this slate just because of his reverse splits there when it comes to strikeouts and um, just his price tag. So. I, I might end up using him, which is going to really surprise me in this Vegas uh, line that has him as pretty much a toss-up with Grinky. makes me more interested considering that Washington's bullpen's not great. Yeah, I, you know, he's another guy that, you know, when you're just punting cat or punting pitcher, like obviously, you know, you're looking at him a little bit here, but I don't know if I necessarily pull the trigger. Um, I, I'll be honest. I don't really love this game. This is one of my least favorite games. Nine games slate, least favorite game. Um, let's talk bats here. Arizona, you know, obviously one guy that instantly stands out to me is David Peralta. Uh, Fed is a sinker baller, and Peralta is a guy that, you know, has a really high hard contact rate, really high ISO against sinkers. Um, anything else standing out to you here? Uh, not really. I mean, I don't mind Walker. Uh Escobar or Jones, all of them are pretty extreme fly ball guys and Fed's a extreme ground ball pitcher. He doesn't have a huge K rate versus righties. So Walker being able to hit the ball hard, put the ball up in the air and a 32% K rate versus righties and Fed only strikes out righties at a 10% clip. I don't mind him. So it'd be him, Aaron Jones, and then maybe Escobar. Uh, but all three are fly ball pitchers. All three can hit a bomb here, um, but they're not at the top of my list by any means. Yeah, and uh, Walker's actually good against sinkers as well. Um, any Washington bats that you want here against Cranky? Rendon um, is kind of always in play. It's the power righties, so Rendon and Kendrick, just the way that he's been crushing the ball this year. Uh, but I'm, I'm probably staying away. Rendon's just essentially one-off in tournaments because of Grinky's high hard hit rate and high fly ball rate versus righties, but he's not a guy that I would I, – I don't want to stack the Nationals, let's put it that way. Yeah, it's kind of 
kind of where I'm at. I don't think I want to stack it as well. Uh, I don't ever mind, you know, playing Rendon. He's just having a fantastic season. You know, healthy Rendon is is fun to watch play baseball. Um, and it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Um, Toronto at Baltimore. Stroman against Noah. Um, Stroman's a 144 favorite here in this nine total. Any interest in Stroman? I mean, Baltimore's not a great team. His price tag is decent. I don't hate it. There's just another guy in that same price range that I love way, 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 way more. So Stroman's not going to make it into any of my lineups, but it's just because of one other guy there. Baltimore's not a fantastic lineup. They have high K rates all the way up and down. Uh, Stroman, a lot better versus righties, and there's a few... There's a few lefties in this lineup that can do some damage, but even most of them have a decently high K rate. So he's just not going to make it in my lineup because of Flaherty that we'll get to later. Yeah, I actually have some interest in Stroman. Uh, not a huge strikeout guy, but like you said, everybody in the starting lineup has a strikeout rate over 20% against right-handed pitching this season. A couple of small samples with Cisco and Santander. Uh, but, you know, outside of those guys, when you're looking at everybody else, they're all still over 20%. Um, so... I do like Stroman, a ground ball pitcher that has some strikeout upside, um, doesn't typically give up a ton of hard contact to lefties. You know, the one bat you really worry about here is probably Mancini, and, you know, even Stroman's, you know, splits against righties is, you know, very high ground ball, not a ton of fly balls. So um, I actually have some interest in Stroman here. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to be using yet as my SP2 in cash, but Stroman's certainly on my list um, that I'm going to potentially look at here. Uh, as far as the other side of this game, um, Noah, any interest in him? Uh, not not entirely. I mean, he's got a good changeup and he's got some reverse splits, but this is just there's not enough lefties in this lineup for me really want to want to do it. Um, there's going to be Biggio, Tellez, Sogard, maybe Gallus, and I don't just don't I see a bit of upside in his price tag at 5400 isn't bad, but he just hasn't been great versus righties this year. I'd rather pay up for Fed. Um, I'd probably rather go down to Bailey, but I'm probably going to be living more on the 7K range with my SP2 today. If you want to go, you know, that's fine, but I'm I'm probably going to stay away even up against a very high K Toronto lineup. Yeah, he's 5,400. You know, you can make an argument that he has a little bit of upside here um, just because of the lineup that he's facing. If variance falls in his favor, He's just one of those guys you're just hoping that he gets ground balls, gets a few strikeouts on the way, throws like five clean innings, um, and puts up like 15 fantasy points at 5,400. So I'm probably not playing a ton of teams today, but if I was mass multi-entering, I'd probably have some exposure to him today uh, just because he has a little bit of upside at this price tag. Uh, As far as the Toronto bats, uh, what are we looking at here for Toronto? I mean... It's in Baltimore. The Baltimore bullpen's bad. I'm not really targeting one side of the plate or other, so it's it's essentially going to be any guy that does have some home run ability and is cheap enough. So just looking at the lineup here, Vlad's a little bit too cheap at 4,200. Bijo's price tag at 3,800, especially if he's leading off again, isn't too bad. Grichik's price tag at 4,200 is not too bad, but not not going out of my way to target any of these guys. It's mostly going with. You know, giving up a few runs, but that Baltimore bullpen being terrible. I mean, we saw Hess and uh, what's his name? Edwin Jackson actually pitched pretty well today. It was the bullpen that gave up the far majority of the runs. 
Yeah, I don't mind Gritchick here. He's a guy that, you know, fly ball pit hitter uh, with some pop. So I don't mind him and I don't mind Vlad. Um, you know, you talked about some of the cheaper guys, depending on where they're hitting. I think they're certainly in play. Um, as far as Baltimore goes here, is there anything standing out to you for Baltimore? Not really. I don't target against Stroman. Baltimore is not that great. Uh, looking at pricing, nothing's standing out. Maybe Cisco, if he's in the lineup batting fourth again, 3,500 is too cheap. Always take a cheap punt catcher in a good ballpark against. He'll still get a few innings against a bad bullpen. Yeah, that's, you know, nothing really standing out to me as far as pitch types go. Not a great team against sinkers. Ton of ground balls. They don't have really any massive fly ball hitters anyway outside of Nunez. And I don't really want to play a righty here against Stroman. So um, not really seeing much for the Baltimore side of things. I, I definitely like um, Stroman. So Angels and Rays, no total in this one. Tyler Skaggs, Ryan Yarbrough. Um, any interest here in Skaggs? Um, yeah. I mean, we know that Tampa Bay is one of the highest strikeout teams in the league going versus lefty uh, this year. And just looking at plate IQ, not a single guy is under 23% K rate versus lefties so far this year. They're a lot better versus righties than they are versus lefties. Skaggs isn't a fantastic pitcher, um, but he's good enough. He's slightly above average in terms of Ks. Uh, he's priced at 8-2, which isn't bad. He's going to be in my tournament mix. I don't think I'd go there with cash because obviously Tampa Bay can destroy pretty much any pitcher or any, yeah, pretty much any pitcher. But he's definitely got a ton of upside here, and I, I'm going to be – throwing him in in a few of my GPP lineups. Yeah, I certainly like him too. Uh, this team leads baseball this season against left-handed pitching with a 29% strikeout rate. Uh, the next highest is 27%, and that's the Yankees. So they they still can you know score runs here, but I think the strikeout upside is certainly there for Skaggs at his price. Um, I, I Honestly, I don't expect anybody in the 8 or 7K range to be perfect today. So... If I could get like a seven or eight strikeout game out of Skaggs, giving up a couple runs, um, I think it's worth it. I think he does pay off his price tag with that. So um, I certainly like Skaggs. I'm with you. I don't think I play him in cash. Um, I, I think I lean more towards Marcus Stroman in cash, but I, I do think Skaggs is certainly a guy I'm looking at in tournaments here. Uh, as far as Yarbrough on the other side of this um, game, I, I will say it again. I don't think the Angels are very good against left-handed pitching, but they're getting better. Um, you know, they're certainly moving up to where they, you know, are in the top 15 now in Woba. They had the lowest strikeout rate against left-handed pitching this season. Do you have any interest here in Yarbrough? Zero. 17% K rate guy going against the lowest strikeout team in the league versus lefties. Zero. No interest at all. He could potentially right side on the right side of Babbitt, but even then he's still not going to have enough unless he goes real far into the game, which I doubt they'll let him. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just I don't think this is the spot. And I like lefties against the Angels, but not necessarily a spot that I'm going to play Yarbrough. Um, if you're playing a bunch of teams, I, I wouldn't talk you off of having a couple teams with them. But uh, Angels bats, you know, obviously Trout, uh, Puelo, and Pulhos have been the guys that have been really good against lefties this year. Do you have any interest in those guys? Uh, it, Trout's always in play, but it's not a great ballpark. I'd mostly just go tr with Trout here. There's a lot of good bats on the slate, so I'd be home run hunting and well, it's fine, but it's mostly just going to be Trout for me. Uh, any Tampa hitters that you want here against Skaggs? I mean, Garcia, Diaz, Fam are all fine, um, but 
I generally tend to stay away from them when they're at home and facing a lefty. They do have some power. Like, look at the hard contact rates going against lefties this year, and they're all in the green. Everyone has power, but Skaggs is a good enough um, K guy that I'm probably just going to stay away from all these Tampa bats. Yeah, Diaz and Garcia were the two guys that I had written down here. Um, Fam is cheap at 4,100. He's hitting the ball a ton on the ground this season against left-handed pitching. I think that's certainly concerning. So um, I don't mind this spot for Diaz or Garcia as one-offs, but certainly um, you know, one of the reasons I like Skaggs is because I don't really love Tampa here. Um, Texas at Boston, Adrian Sampson against David Price, nine total price, a two thirty favorite. Um, any interest here in Sampson? No, no, Boston's too good. Sampson doesn't have a high K rate. He doesn't have any upside and Boston's a pretty big favorite here. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Minus two thirty, a uh, big favorite. I don't really like Sampson here as well. Um, I do have some interest in David Price. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, I'd target lefties versus Texas, um, even without Gallo in there. There's still enough Ks, and this Texas team isn't that great. It is going to be decent hitting weather, or not decent hitting weather over in Boston. It's only going to be 59 degrees, so that gives a definite uptick to price here. Um, he can go later into the games. I The problem is his price tag. He's too close to Kershaw, DeGrom, and Boyd, who I'd all rather play. Um, but he's definitely in the mix with GBPs just because the way that things go this year, any ace can get beat up. So Price is in the mix for me, but he's probably fourth on my list in terms of just raw points out of these four guys. Yeah, like I have a lot of interest in Price today. Like I, I do like DeGrom. I like Boyd. Um, Kershaw's probably my least favorite out of that group. Uh, just, and it's weird to say, but like I, I do like Price. Uh, I like Price's price. Um <laughs> Um, I like the fact that he's still going to face some lefties here. They, they should probably still have Mazzara, Chu. They might have Guzman in there as well. David Price has been a lead against lefties for years now. Massive ground ball rate. Doesn't tend to walk lefties. Um, this team is not a very patient team. They don't walk very often. They don't strike out a ton either, uh, for what it's worth. But this is a spot that I really like Price. He's coming off of three really solid games in a row and um, gets a really good matchup here. At home, uh, so price is certainly somebody that I'm considering. And like I said, I'm not playing a ton of teams today. Um, going to Disney with my daughter, so you know, price is certainly a guy that I'm looking at um, as my my pitcher, uh, my spend up pitcher today on my one to three teams here. Um, any Texas bats? Nope, no, I'm an extreme ground ball guy with a decent K rate, and it gets in Boston, but I'm just staying away. Yeah, I don't really have any interest either. You know, when you're starting to see hard to soft contact ratios under 15%, it's really hard to love bats when there's so many good spots on a nine-game slate. Uh, any interest here in um, Red Sox bats? Yeah, I think you kind of have to. They're going to be one of the chalkier spots on the slate, I'm sure. They have, currently have a 5.5 implied team total here. Toronto has a terrible bullpen, and Samson's a guy that gives up a bunch of hard contact to both sides of the plate. Gives up a decent mass uh, fly balls and doesn't strike out either side of the plate too much. So I'd be looking for these upside bats. The main five over here, Betts, Benintendi, JD, Devers, Bogarts are all fantastic plays. They all potentially home runs. There's going to be runs scored here. And if it gets out of hand early on, then you get the terrible, terrible Texas bullpen. And so, yeah, it's a stack situation. I'd probably target Betts and JD as one-offs, but I'm fine with really one-offs, any of the top five guys. 
Does it concern you how well he's been pitching recently? Um, Samson, that is like he's coming off of two really good games in a row. You know, three of his last four have been really solid. Um, I, it's not, I hope it's kind of pushes the ownership down because just looking at Samson and his kind of reverse splits this season, like, you know, Mookie, JD, Bogarts, like you could get some really strong power lefties here or righties. I mean, one of the starts was against Kansas City. You look at the last four starts overall, and two were against Seattle. And Seattle really is not a great team. So he had two good starts against Seattle, one against KC. And then Oakland is just a bit of an outlier. There was 11 – he gave up a bunch of fly balls in that game. They just happened to not leave the ballpark here. They let him go late into the game, which I guess is nice because he was he was doing well. But, I, I mean, he just landed on the right side of home, uh, BABIP and home run to fly ball variants, only giving up four hits, even though he struck out seven. So I'm – I'm not really buying into it. I, I think that he's still not a great pitcher. You can if you want, but Boston's not really the team you want to target against. Um, let's talk uh, next game here. we got St. Louis at New York. Uh, seven total in this one. Jack Flaherty against Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom a 142 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Flaherty? Yeah, I think – am I crazy for thinking he's the – just way, way too underpriced. I mean, he's going up against these Mets playing over in New York here. These Mets all the way up and down the lineup are K's outside of McNeil. Everyone has a 20% K rate versus righties so far this season. Flaherty, a lot worse versus lefties, but the only three, the three we have to worry about, McNeil, Conforto, and Smith, don't really worry me that much. Smith is outplaying how he should this season. Conforto's good, and Alonzo can obviously hit the ball at the ballpark, but the bottom part of this lineup is terrible and filled with strikeouts here. He's my top guy as of right now, and I want to hear you try and talk me off the ledge. Uh, I have no reason to talk you off. This team is a team that strikes out a bunch um, against right-handed pitching. So, you know, obviously there's there's some downside with with Conforto, Alonzo, um, right there at the top of the order, but you know you're going to get strikeouts from Fraser, Frazier. You know you're going to get strikeouts from Carlos Gomez. Um, Rosario is a is a decent hitter, but you know he's not a guy that's going to typically walk either. So, yeah, I, I like this spot for Flaherty. I, I do worry about Smith and Conforto kind of beating me up here. Uh, potentially Alonzo, just because Alonzo's just so good right now. But at, at the end of the day, like. You know, when we're looking at cheap pitchers, again, I don't think anybody is safe, and I'm looking for upside, and I think he has the upside at 7,300 to, you know, pay off. So I certainly like Flaherty. He's another guy that I'm considering in this price range. We have some good mid-tier guys and some good upper-tier guys today, so it would be really interesting to see where ownership, you know, falls on the slate. Uh, the other side of this game, we got Jacob deGrom facing St. Louis. DeGrom, a 259 Woba, 150 ISO, 33.5% strikeout rate with a 3.8% uh, walk rate against right-handed batters this season. Carpenter will be in there. Wong will be in there. Fowler will be in there. But a lot of the power in this lineup comes from the right side. Um, any interest here in DeGrom? I mean, my problem is DeGrom's probably going to be the extreme chalk on the slate, as he is fairly often. And anytime you get extreme chalk on a pitcher, it's always a decent idea to fade him. Um, he has a high enough K rate where it becomes a little bit tougher. He has been blown up a few times before. One of those was a random one with Miami. The other one was Dodgers against a good team. But outside of that, he's putting up 23, 25 points every single game. So I I think I'm just going to eat the chalk here and just go super, super heavy on DeGrom here. And, like, honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if 80% of my lineups have both pitchers from this game in them. 
Um, DeGrom is just so good. And like you said, he's a lot better versus righties. St. Louis just isn't playing great. They only have a 3.2 implied team total, and they're playing over in New York, which is a good pitcher's ballpark. And looking at the weather, it's only going to be 65 degrees there. It may be humid, but 65 degrees playing in New York is not really going to be great for batters, especially power batters here. So DeGrom's the top option on the slate. Only reason to fade him is because of ownership. Yeah, this game has the lowest total. We don't have a total for Tampa yet, but I'm expecting Tampa to be like seven and a half, eight to eight and a half, somewhere in that range. Uh, so lowest total here, not like you said, not great at hitting environments. Um, any interest here in the Cardinals bats? Not a single one. Um, maybe over on Yahoo, I think that DeJong and Goldschmidt are still super cheap, so it's might be worth it in tournaments. I guess over on DK, Goldschmidt's 3,600, DeJong's 3,800, Carp's 3,800. So if you really want to do tournament one-offs with him, with them, I'd probably go with DeJong first. It's 18% K rate, but I, I think I'm largely going to stay away. There's too many good bats that we're going to get to pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't think that I would... I really don't like bats on either side of this game. Um, on the Mets side, I think if I'm looking at anybody here, it's Conforto, Alonzo, Smith. Yep, exactly. Uh, Conforto, obviously, Flaherty being much worse versus lefties so far this year than righties. Alonzo just being a guy that can hit the ball out of the park. Literally. The ball, man. I think who was – I mean, it's not like he's not doing it against aces, too. It was against the Dodgers. Was it Kirsch that he hit two out of the ballpark with or Ryu? Uh, it was one of the aces there. And so at 4,900, people aren't going to play him, and he's has a double dong. To potential in every single game, but uh, what's his name? McNeil is still cheap enough where I'd consider him at 4K, but uh, it's likely just Conforto and Alonso for me. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I do like Flaherty um, in this spot, and certainly I think you can consider him as your SP2 cash pitcher here. Just not a great ballpark for hitters. Uh, his total's really low. Um, 65 degrees is not ideal hitting weather. Like, I like Flaherty more than I think about it. I, I do think the only thing that you worry about with Flaherty here is him picking up the win. Like he's facing DeGrom. DeGrom could go out and shut this team down. So, like, obviously, DeGrom's that's the team's not going to score a run. That's just a better thing for Flaherty. He doesn't get any run support. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, we got the Tigers and the Royals, eight and a half total here. We got Matt Boyd and Homer Bailey. Um, Boyd's a 132 favorite here. Uh, Grant, any interest here in Matt Boyd? Yeah, I mean, the problem is DeGrom, and if I want to pivot off of him, Boyd is priced at more expensive than DeGrom, which makes it just super tough. But his 30% K rate on the season is just fantastic. It's the highest on the slate here, and I know that he's been much better versus lefties than righties, but he still has a huge amount of K upside with righties pretty much striking both sides of the plate out at the same clip. And this Kansas City team, the bottom of the lineup is just atrocious. Maldonado, Hamilton... Nicky Lopez, Gutierrez, Cuthbert, like none of them are good. It's basically the top four of the lineup are the only ones you're worried about. And Solaire's been striking out a huge clip versus lefties, and so does Mondesi. I don't really see a whole bunch of downside here. The four uh, implied team total for the Royals is mostly due to the Detroit bullpen being terrible. It's only 75 degrees here, which is decent enough pitching weather that I I like Boyd. It's just it's so tough to pivot off of DeGrom, but he's the guy that I'm pivoting off to Grom too. Yeah, he's a great tournament play. He has seven or more strikeouts now in seven of the last ten games. Um, a lot of strikeouts at the bottom of this order. They're not a team that typically walks a lot either. He doesn't walk people, so 
gonna be power on power here. I give the edge to Boyd. Um, so you know, obviously the, you always worry about like Whit Merrifield, but like this is just a it's a really um nice spot for Boyd and he's a great tournament pivot because like you said, you know, he's more than DeGrom. So he's more than Kershaw, he's more than some of these guys, so he should be lower owned here. Um any interest here in Homer Bailey? <laughs> the price is interesting. Um, the matchups interesting. He's been better versus lefties than righties so far this year because he added that splitter to his pitch uh, repertoire. But even against this bad Detroit team, I mean, if I have to go down there, I might go with Fed instead. I might go with Noah. It, it's it's kind of just I'm going to mix and match Fed and Noah and uh, Bailey into my lineups if I really need to pay down like. I'm going to put my bats into my lineups for GPPs first. And my first priority is going to be Boyd or DeGrom into my lineup. And if I can't get up to Flaherty with my SP2, then I'm probably going to go down to one of these guys and just mix and match whichever one can fit in there. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible spot, to be honest. But again, I just, it's really hard to click Homer Bailey's name. Um, I've done it a lot, and I've done it this season too. Fifty two hundred <laughs> is certainly cheap. Like, don't get me wrong, but again, I'm not playing a ton of teams, so it's really tough for me to say because I'm not going to play him on my few amount of teams here. But if you're down in that range and you start mixing and matching, I think you do throw Bailey um, on in that build because, like, at that price, really, like, fifteen fantasy points is phenomenal. Um, and he put up 16 against his team in Detroit earlier this season. So, like, he has the upside to get to you, your 15-plus. Um, Detroit bats, what do we like here for Detroit? I mean, it's it's the power righties. I'd probably go Dixon and Castellanos. I'm not going Cabrera, even with his high heart hit rate. He's not really a fly ball guy. And Homer Bailey may give up a ton of hard contact, but he doesn't give up a whole lot of fly balls here. Um, I'm not going against lefties. Like I said, his splitter is actually pretty decent. And he gets a lot of ground ball contract, and he might give up a lot of hard contact, but he strikes him out at a higher clip. I don't really think it's worth it. So it's it's Dixon and Castellanos to me are both fine, um, but not great plays. It's weird saying like Dixon's probably my favorite play from Detroit today, but um, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, uh, Bailey forty eight percent hard hit rate, um, and when we're looking at Dixon, you know, his fly ball rate's 45%, his ISO's 200, his hard hit rate's 50%. So a lot of stuff lines up for Dixon. You know, maybe he's a sneaky home run play here today. Um, any Kansas City bats here? Against Boyd, no. I mean, he he gives up decent fly ball numbers. I mean, you can go with Witt. It would be the only guy I would go with. Lower K rate than most of the rest of the guys in the lineup here. Righty on lefty, and he does hit the ball hard and has decent fly ball numbers. But outside of wit, there's no real reason to go with anyone in this lineup. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at as well. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, cryptos, all commission-free, while other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. 
With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Roto-Grinders a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at fantasyfix.robinhood.com. That's fantasyfix.robinhood.com. Yankees and White Sox, nine and a half total. J. Happ, Ivan Nova. Um, Happ a 164 favorite here. Any interest in Happ going up against the White Sox? A little, but he probably doesn't make it into me, any of my lineups. I mean, there's a bunch of Ks in this line, but Hap hasn't been the same pitcher so far this year. Not striking out either side of the plate that much. I expect him to regress a little bit more against lefties, but he's mostly going to be facing righties here. Gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact here. I get that the Yankees' bullpen is good, and that's probably what's lowering the White Sox implied total. But, yeah, I, I think I'm staying away from Hap here, even with the upside with the White Sox strikeouts. I think that his price tag and the other guys there in the same range are making him kind of just an out for me. Yeah, the price is the biggest issue for me. Um, you know, just when you're looking at it, like he's been pitching a lot better recently. He's gone at least five innings, um, only given up one earned run in his back-to-back starts. Had some strikeouts against Kansas City. Again, that whole Kansas City against lefty thing that we were just talking about. But, you know, I, I don't think he's overpowering by any means. This team doesn't walk a lot, which is good for him. Um, it's just really a price thing. I, I really just can't click 8700 for Hap here. Um, I don't think he's in a bad spot. I, I do think he has a little bit of upside. It's just I don't know if he has the upside you want at this price range. So that's why I'm off Hap today. It has nothing to do with matchup or talent. It's just more of his price. Uh, I have zero interest in Ivan Nova, Grant. Yeah, I don't play Ivan Nova, and I definitely don't play Nova against the Yankees. Uh, let's talk Yankees bats. You know, I know we have a game in cores, but um, this seems like a spot. The Yankees are one of the top stacks on the slate. Yeah, yeah, no, they they definitely are. I mean, they're going up against a guy that is giving up a 400 ISO to lefties, a 360 or 400 woba, a 365 woba to righties. Um, giving up a bunch of power, and he's going up against a team that has power all the way up and down their lineup here. I mean, Hicks, Voigt, Sanchez, Didi now that he's back, Torres are all fantastic plays. You can go with Frazier if you want to. He's been hitting rice pretty well. He doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys, so um, guys like Frazier, Voigt, Sanchez that strike out at a decent rate are in an even, even better spot here. He doesn't walk guys, so the ball is being put in play. That means that there's a whole lot more upside for this matchup here it's over in chicago which is a decent hitting ballpark i i really like the yankees and i mean void and sanchez are the very obvious ones but you can roll with anyone except for kendrick morales who is dead to me after the last month of playing him every day yeah you know i I think morales is certainly the guy that i would not play so he'll obviously hit a home run but hicks void sanchez didi Torres, Frazier, Gardner, even LeMahieu, um, all in play here. Going to be trying to fit in some of these guys, um, and I think they're an excellent you know, pivot off of cores. I do think they'll be pretty popular, even on a nine-game slate, even with cores. You know, the only thing that might lower the ownership a little bit here is their pricing, um, but I still think it's a spot you, you certainly want to be looking at um, for all formats. Uh, any White Sox bats here? Yeah, I, I don't mind the power bats here. Abreu, McCann, Moncada, Jimenez, Rodon. Uh, even Larry Garcia has played pretty well versus lefties this year. 
Hap is giving up a whole bunch of hard contact and fly balls to righties this season. He's only striking them out at a mediocre rate. So, like, these power bats can definitely do some damage here. If they get out of hand and they put up a whole bunch of runs, then probably bringing in some of the worst uh, Yankees bullpen arms, and they don't walk a whole lot. So the ball's going to be put in play a ton here. And when there's power and the ability to put the ball in play constantly, you have some real fantasy upside. But I'd start with Abreu first, and then McCann, Moncada, and Jimenez be the guys afterwards. But you can round out the stack any way you want. This could be a real high-scoring game real quick. Um, moving on, Padres, Rockies, uh, 11 and a half total here. Matt Strom against John Gray. Uh, Strom making his first uh, start back from the IL here. Expected to, anyway. Um, any interest here in uh, Matt Strom? Zero. Yeah, you know, I, I just I don't think I play him here either. I, I will say, like, Arenado got hit on Wednesday, had to leave the game, and they said he is questionable to play in this game, which helps Strom a little bit, but. You know, not enough where I'm going to play him. Um, any interest here in John Gray? Sadly enough, I do. Uh, this Padres lineup, it, this is kind of a stack and on the Padres, and you can play John Gray. 30% K rate pretty much all the way up and down this lineup versus righty so far this year. And Gray, he's a guy that when he's in cores, I'm a firm to play righties. He hammers in his slider a whole lot more, so it's less relevant. That's his out pitch. That's his big strikeout pitch in the velocity is there even more when he's in Coors. He's a guy that's gotten unlucky a whole lot of times, but this team just doesn't walk, which is very good for him. And they strike out at a massive clip. Gray has a 29% K rate versus righties this year, and this is one of the highest strikeout teams in the league versus righties. There's downside, there's upside. It's a decent way to get off Skaggs and Flaherty at much, much less ownership. I'm going to be using some John Gray in my lineups and – there's a decent chance he gives up five home runs here, but there's also a decent chance he gets 10 Ks. Yeah, I, I like the tournament appeal here. Like you said, this team, 27%, 27.7% strikeout rate against righties this season combined for the projected starter lineup. So there's a lot of power in the top of this order with Tatis, um, Renfro, Reyes, you know, Machado is eventually going to get it going. But yeah, you're just looking at it, and it's it's a spot that like there's a lot of K's here for Gray, so it's really you know really interesting if you want to play him. Um, any San Diego bats that you like here? All the power ones: Naylor, Tatis, Machado, Renfro, Myers. I mean, honestly, I'm fine with rounding a stack too with Hosmer, Hedges, and Garcia. Although Garcia is more of a FanDuel play because Gray does walk lefties quite a bit, and Garcia walks at a decent clip versus righties, but. Like I said, I've got interest in Gray, but he's going to give up some home runs. It's it's pretty much a guarantee with his 41% hard hit rate to lefties and his 36% hard hit rate to righties and the 50% hard hit rate to every single Padres batter. Yeah, um, certainly a, <laughs> one of those spots where you're just like, uh, just give up home runs to my guys and nobody. Yeah, look what happened to Verlander today. 14 Ks and what four home runs, three home runs <laughs> happens to the best of us. <laughs> I'll take, um, I'll take the 14 Ks all day long. Um, Grant, any Rockies bats that you like here? It's the Rockies. I'm fine with the stack. Strom is not really the greatest pitcher in the world. He's not awful, but he's not good. Gives up a decent amount of hard contact. So any of the guys that 
hit the ball hard story. Arenado, if he's in the lineup, are two of the first guys that are going to be into my line, my Rocky stacks, just because going up against lefty Blackman, a guy that gets look, overlooked a lot of times, and Strom, even lefty lefty, I'm fine with it. Same with Tapia, same with Dahl. I think people are going to be slightly off the uh, Rocky stack here, even with Strom's a bit reverse splits and a small sample size, um, which doesn't really make too much sense. He's He's, his out pitch is generally his slider, but I mean, he's got a decent changeup. So I'm fine with any of the lefties here, but Story and Arenado are the first guys I'm looking at. Yeah, if Arenado's in there, um, certainly like him. You know, if he's out, you know, I, I could see playing Story, but Didi's just so much cheaper. Um, so I probably lean Didi, but this might be a spot where I'm underweight on course and doesn't even like scare me until they score 15 runs. Um, Cubs, Dodgers, eight total, Lester, Kershaw, Kershaw, 196 favorite. Uh, any interest here in John Lester? I don't think so. I mean, it is the Dodgers versus a lefty, but I know they're worse versus lefties, but they're still a very good team. I don't, I don't think I want to go with Lester at all. It's seven, eight where I can get Flaherty, or Flaherty, Stroman, Gray, Skaggs around the same price range. There's no real reason for me to go with Lester. Yep, don't think I'm playing Lester as well. Um, any interest here in Kershaw? Yeah, again, he's behind Boyd and Grum with me. But if I can't get the extra three to seven hundred dollars more, then I'm fine with it. He's a great real life pitcher, and there are some strikeouts in this lineup here. I mean, if Schwarber's leading off, I know he's been hot over the last month, but he still strikes out a good clip. Contreras, Baez, both strike out a huge clip. Boat, um, Rizzo, and Brian are great, but Kershaw is a guy that often gets overlooked, and yes, he can get the uh, get taken out early. Probably won't make it over a hundred pitches, but there's still some upside. And you're kind of just banking on Degrom, Boyd, and Price to get um, crushed. I wouldn't be surprised if I have zero Kershaw because I immediately try and go with Degrom and Boyd, but he's in the mix. Yeah, I said it earlier. I think he's my least favorite of the top options today. Uh, it's not like I, I ever hate Kershaw, and it's weird to say like he's one of my least favorite in this top range. But you know, we look at it, and he only has two games over twenty-five this season. He's ten thousand uh, one hundred here, so like, yeah, he has the upside. He's just not pitching deep into games like he was before. He's typically throwing like ninety-five pitches, uh, so I just think his upside's a little limited. And it's nothing to do with him just in general. It's just more of like Dave Roberts, you know, Kershaw not pitching deeper into games. This team, you know, has some strikeouts in it, but they also have a lot of power. So if they get to him a little bit, like for me, I, I think Kershaw is going to be a fade for me. Um, any Cubs bats that you like here? Not really. I mean, Kersh may not be the greatest fantasy pitcher in the world, but he's still one of the best pitchers in the league. So Bryant's numbers versus right lefties are ridiculous. You can use him as a one-off, but I'm probably still not even doing that. Yeah, I like Javi Baez here. He profiles really well against Kershaw, always has. Um, I don't mind him if you want to play that. Um, Dodgers, what are we looking at here against Lester? Honestly, it may just be Justin Turner. I mean, Belly and Muncy are both good plays, and then obviously Kike and Taylor, guys that are generally – underpriced on pretty much any slate. And I think today's no different with Kike if he's in the lineup at 3,400. But you always have to worry about them getting pitch hit for. To me, Turner is the guy at 4,100. Too cheap. 
and Belly and Muncie are guys that people aren't going to play going up against a lefty because of their price tags, but can still crush lefties. So it's it's really just those three guys, and maybe if I want to round out a stack, Kike or Taylor, just because of the price, so I can forward up for pitching. Yeah, if Taylor bats lead off, I don't hate it. Uh, Kiki's always cheap. You know, Turner, you mentioned. Like, I don't think this is necessarily a spot that I'm going to stack against Lester. I think, like, Taylor is really interesting because he'll run if he gets on base. Um, so, you know, that's probably where I'll go. Take the cheap bat, bat and lead off. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for this Thursday. Get rant. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts here. Flaherty is the answer. Just the obvious one. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm going to go with... Um, I'll just take Stroman. I don't love Stroman for that many strikeouts, but a lot of strikeouts in that lineup. Um, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Um, it's going to be Hap. All right. Is it weird? I just have a weird feeling today about Kershaw. I'm going to take Kershaw not to get 15. It's I don't weird. That move. It's a weird feeling, Grant. Weird feeling about him today. Uh, over 4K to get a home run. Who do you like? Not in course. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Turner. All right. I'm going to go Brandon Dixon. Yeah, he's just, he just really stands out to me for a home run today. I don't think it'll be very popular either. Uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. I'm just going to go with Jimenez. Who'd you take? Jimenez. White Sox. Oh, that's who I was going to take. Oh, gosh, I feel good about that. I'm like, oh, that seems a little bit ballsy. but I really know. like him today. Like, I know we didn't talk about him a ton, but I, I like Jimenez a lot. 3,700. Didn't realize he was so cheap with the power upside. Um, I'm going to go back to the well on the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, it's not Tellus this time, even though did say yesterday. I think he got a second hit. I know he had a grand slam, so I don't care what else he did. Um, give me Biggio to get two hits today. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Uh, I mean, there's the obvious one, so I'm just going to go with White Sox instead. I don't want the popular one. I like it. Um, yeah, I don't want to take the Yankees. I don't want to take the Red Sox. So I am going to take. Trying to think who I want here. I'll be honest. I don't really love stacks today. Yeah. Um, not a day that I let. I love stacks. Give me. Man. I like your White Sox one more, more and more here. Give me Toronto. Yeah, I don't feel great about it. I don't like the stacks today as much as I thought I would. I like Boston. I like the Yankees. It's kind of it. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean I like the White Sox, and I'm okay with a mini stack of the Dodgers. But yeah, mostly I'm going to be on the chalk stacks today, which never ends well. All right, Grant, let's get out of here for Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone, and we'll see you then. See you, kids.